Lambeau, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Five o'clock hour of the Burns and Gambo show as we're live from the Auction Community Studios. Do you know what we haven't done yet today, Gambo? You and me, what we haven't done? Um, we mentioned I was in first place in the bracket. <laughs> no, we did that. We definitely. Oh no, trust me, we did that more times than I would care to want to mention about Mitch. I uh, know Mitch is giving us nothing to complain about today. Okay, Actually, yeah, no, he's doing good. We have not congratulated Erin Maloney on her wedding from over the weekend. Congratulations oh. to Erin Maloney. It was How about that. Yeah, it was a wonderful event. There was um, I, I know you weren't able to make it, um, but there were it was it was a lot. Of, it was a beautiful wedding. Everybody had a good time. There was a beer burrow there, an actual burrow, like a donkey, like a mule walking around with beer. No way. Um, I'm so, like, you could walk up to the beer borough and grab a beer. If did you, you do it? To. Uh, yeah, I did. Just to be able to say I did it. Yeah, did I did. did. Did you kiss the donkey? <laughs> no, I didn't. I did not kiss the donkey. I kissed the Blarney Stone? I didn't kiss, I didn't kiss the donkey. I, I I gave a peck on the cheek to the bride and to the mother of the bride. And, not and, the donkey. And, not the donkey, though. No, I just took a beer from the donkey. There were no, no kisses. Okay. The, did you tip him? Uh, I tipped the servers. I don't know if I tipped the donkey. <laughs> I don't think that the donkey would have had much use with a tip. Like, but, um, oh, there was servers there, too, not just the donkey? There was, yeah, they, the donkey wasn't the only way to get a drink, thank goodness. That would have been a really popular donkey. There yeah. are other ways of doing it, too. You can save money if you just go to the donkey and not the servers. <laughs> but right? Erin Maloney, our assistant program director here, got married over the weekend. Of course, she got her start on the Burns and Gambo show all those years ago. So we have nothing but fond memories of Erin Maloney. So congratulations to her and to her husband, Josh, because it, it was a wonderful event. And it was a lot of fun. You were missed. So I, I wish you were able to make it there. But it was uh, a lot of fun. I'm a lot of so fun. So sick. I'm still sick, my friend. I'm yeah. still sick. Oh, I know. I, I, I know. That's the, but I just want to make sure we got that out. Out there. All right, so let's circle back to the Arizona Cardinals. We just got done talking in the last segment about D Hop and whether that market is kind of drying up a little bit. And then we talked about David Blau. Let's talk about Will Anderson because we got a mo- another mock draft in front of us. This one from the Athletic, a very ambitious seven round mock draft in which they try to predict every player the Cardinals will take in the draft. That's a that's a big ask right there. But you said something compelling earlier in the show. At this point in the draft, you are Will Anderson or bust, correct? I'm uh, two scenarios. One is stay at three, take the pick, move down to Indianapolis and make the pick. And either way, you get Anderson. I don't want to go down any further. I don't want to go down to seven or eight or ten. And I've seen too many. And, and I, you know, I need five or six weeks to go over this stuff, too. I watch college football like almost everybody else does, but I don't know the players inside and out. But I think after looking at every single mock draft that's come out in the last six weeks from every single website and all the experts and the 33rd and Kuiper and McShay and um, – NFL.com and everything. I, I, I don't. I don't want them to trade anywhere past four. I, I think that's a failure. I think that they'll lose. I think they'll lose the deal, because I think that the players that they keep getting when they move down are not the type of caliber that you could get Will Anderson. So, I'm at the point now, and it took me a while to get here. But you know, when I see them moving down, and they end up with a cornerback out of Oregon. I mean, nothing against the kid, but come on, one of the elite pass rushers in the game or a cornerback out of Oregon. Like, give me, give me the elite pass. Russia every day that ends in Y. It's really not even, it shouldn't be open for debate. It really shouldn't be. So, you know, I hope the Cardinals don't go cheap here. 
I hope they take t- they keep the pick at three and take Will Anderson, or they trade down with Indy and they take Will Anderson. But if they trade down, if they trade down any further than that, and they don't end up with Anderson, I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to say it's a good deal. I think e- it's a bad deal. Even if there are future firsts involved, even if you're getting yeah, a first a- round pick next year, mm-hmm. or or you, so you'd have a chance. Let's say they're as poor as everybody expects them to be this year on the football field. If you get a chance to get a future first next year from a team in addition to your own and now you're sitting with two first round picks next year that's not enough of a temptation for you no i'm i'm gonna this is this is it took me like i said it takes a while to get here okay but i'm at the point now where i think they stay at three or move down to four i could do that i don't want to move down to seven or eight or ten or twelve or fifteen and get other assets this kid's this kid is too good of a football player to pass up on for what they could get if they move down to some of those spots. And you've seen it. I mean, every projection that has them moving down, you see the type of players that oh, people are projecting I, they're going to get. It. They're not at the caliber. They're not the caliber of Will Anderson. I, I, I don't disagree with that at all. I mean, no one is is saying that Gonzalez at seven or or anybody else they could get at six or seven or eight or whatever is nearly as good as Will Anderson. But but that to me it doesn't paint the the complete picture here because it's not just that player that you're getting. It's also the the additional picks you'll get this year, likely the picks that you'll get next year, especially if it's another first rounder. It's not, I don't think it's a complete picture to just compare the one player they would get in the first round this year to Will Anderson, because there's so much more they would get than just the one player they would get this year in the first round. Yeah, and you know, you, you, and, and it's just so hard to get great players. And one of the things that I you know when I thought about this is, you know, we, we had a list of 100 players, 25 and under, who were great, and the Cardinals didn't have any of them. And, you know, you have to have great players. And, you know, you can have good players. The Cardinals have had a bunch of good players. They need to have a great – maybe if they have a great player, they won't lose them, you know, because they've had good players and they continue to lose good players. Zach Allen, Hassan Reddick, Christian Kirk, Byron Murphy. You know, maybe they're afraid to play – to pay good players. Um, but a great player, they maybe have no choice. But we got to pay this guy if they get a great player. They, they need great players, Bernsey. We, we oh, talk about that a I, lot. I, I, you know, I don't disagree with that. And, and they, don't, they don't have nearly enough elite players on the roster. I, I, I'm I'm having this conversation with you and I'm more playing devil's advocate than anything. I, I'm not there where you're at. Like you said, it takes a while to get there. I, I'm not uh-huh. I'm not there yet because I, I will admit to being intrigued by the giant package that gives you a first and a second this year, a first next year, and thinking about everything you can do with those picks and the way you can move around the board and wondering whether the one player is worth it. I, I would just caution you and everybody else that not just to compare Will Anderson to just the one guy they get in the first round. I, I would be very intrigued, and, and I'm just not there to say no. I would be very intrigued by the kind of package that would land them multiple future picks, future first-round picks as a way to really stock up an organization that is just so thin everywhere. I, I don't I don't know. The one great player versus a lot of really good players, if they can draft well, I still think there's an argument to be made for that depending on how much you get in terms of it's picks. Fair. I mean, it's fair. I mean, that, that's that's fair. And and I don't think the, the, it's not like I don't think that Christian Gonzalez is a good football player. I mean, he's six one. He's got a great speed in the four yard dash. He had some interceptions and passes defense, but I mean, you're talking about an elite, oh, elite yeah. edge rusher. Well, and, and you know what? And, what? How? I'm sorry. Finish your thought. I'm sorry. I cut you off. And Go I ahead. just, I and, and and that's such a need on on this team. No doubt. I mean, it's, it's just such a freaking need on this team that. And again, six weeks to get to this point, but that I'm fi- I'm at that point now. T- 
take the pick at three or move down to four, but don't do anything else. If you knew, this is a hypothetical that I know you can't answer, but do your best. If you knew that this new front office was going to draft better than the last front office, would you feel better about trading the pick? No. Okay. Because that, no, I, I think, that to I, me is the X factor in all of this, is that we don't really know how good this front office is going to be at drafting. And if they're better at it than the last free front... They're better at drafting than they are at signing free agents. Well, I, I, I give you that. I, and I, I, they've been woefully inactive and inadequate in free agency this year. No one's debating that. But if they're better at drafting than the previous regime was, then you could argue that the more draft picks, the better for them. Because we just don't know yeah. how good they are at drafting. And, I, I, you know, listen, it's a, it's a fair question. We don't know the answer to that. But, you know, we did a thing last week. We, we talked about quantity and, and quality. And, man, quality just quality always trumps quantity. Quality always trumps quantity. And this kid, like, every, everybody loves this kid when you read any draft profile on him or you yep. look at film of him. They freaking love him. Yeah, I don't like, disagree with that. No. I just don't know that I want to – and, and it's not like we haven't been here before with the Cardinals organization. You brought it up several times when they passed on Terrell Suggs. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And no, we got, what did they get? They got quantity for trading for, to this spot. They got quantity. They didn't get the quality. They got the quantity. Well, I'd rather have, I'd rather have the quality. I just, and I, I thought this through. I, like you, I think this through. I mean, I look at everything and talk to people as much as I can and read everything I can on all these mock drafts. And I kind of see the type of players that the Cardinals could end up with if they trade down to seven or eight or ten or twelve, and it 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 hit me this weekend that this this is where I want to draw the line: take Anderson at three or move down with Indianapolis at four. And if there's anything else that's available to you, I think you just have to say no. If your bracket is busted, do not worry, Madness Maniacs. You still have a shot at five hundred bucks. Text what? the word you do. It's true. Text the word bucks to six twenty six twenty. We're going to send you a link to fill out a six. 16- team bracket. Again, text the word BUCKS to 62620 to the Arizona Sports Bracket Bucks, and it is presented by Santan Ford and Schwartz Laser Eye Center. So, this past weekend was a good one for other Western Conference team, and that means it was a bad one for the Phoenix Suns. We'll talk about that next. Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo. Afternoons on Arizona Sports. The local sports leader. It's tight. Really tight. Suns, 33 losses. The Clippers have 34. The Mavericks have 35. The Warriors, Thunder, both have 36. Minnesota and the Lakers both have 37. That is the Western Conference from 4 through 10 right now. Flex tape, Bernsey. Flex tapes. <laughs> Flex tape. Get you some flex tape. Not flex from Jersey, flex tape. Is that flex the, tape? Is that the secret here? Yeah, that's it'll, the secret. That's the secret sauce right there. Well, you know, you got it. You got a. You got a hole Kevin Durant, in your starting he fixes lineup. Everything. Yep, just put some flex tape yeah. in there, and it'll be fine. Yep. You'll be able to float that boat wherever you want. That's that's what Kevin Durant needs to be. He needs to be flex tape, no doubt. Because if you're if you're going to tell me. Are you worried about the Phoenix Suns come to playoff time? No, because I'll have Kevin Durant back, yep. and I'll take my chances. But Let me if, tell you something. If they would have had flex tape on the Titanic, it wouldn't have sunk. No way. 
What did it suck? First of all, well, a couple reasons. One, they could have patched up the hole right on the spot. Mm-hmm. And number two, at least Leo would have stayed alive because he could have used the flex tape to make a boat. Right? Like, he could have taped another piece of wood to Rose's piece of wood. With the flex tape. With the flex tape, right? Not so, how, yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it's it's like, you know, some movies are like dated where you look at it and go, man, if they just had a cell phone back then, it would be a they totally just had flex different tape. movie. If they just had flex tape back in 1912, mm-hmm. whenever it was, the, the, the Titanic sank, be a totally different story. But hundred percent, yeah. The Suns. What we're worried about is between now and when the playoffs start. It's not when the playoffs start because they'll have Kevin Durant, and then we'll just take our chances and see. It's where they're going to be in the Western Conference when the playoffs do start. And and I I think we kind of stumbled upon. The reason why we're concerned about this, you look at the teams directly ahead of the Suns, and there's not a lot of concern. It's the Nuggets. And it's the Kings, and it's the Memphis Grizzlies. And I think the reason why you're not concerned is that those teams have players who, frankly, haven't had a lot of playoff success yet. If you look at the teams beneath them in the standings, and it's the Clippers and Kawhi, and it's Golden State and Steph, and it's the Lakers and LeBron, and it's it, the Babs and Luka who were in the conference with, finals last year. Right. The teams with the players that should concern you are the ones that are beneath you. And, and, and that's, that's I think, what scares you to death if you're a Suns fan, because you're looking at those teams with those players, and you're thinking you might have to play those guys in the first round. Okay, if I if I said, what's the percentage going to be? Tomorrow, Eric does a poll question. Would you rather go through, which, which group of three would you rather go through? The Nuggets, the Kings, and the Grizzlies, or the Clippers, the Mavericks, and the Warriors? I'm saying 83% of our wow. audience would say they'd rather wow. go through the Nuggets, Kings, and the Grizzlies, right. well, even those, though those, they're one, two, and three. Right. Those those teams are the top three teams in the West compared to the teams that are now five, six, and seven in the West. But you think it would be 83% would choose that because it's fascinating, right? You think about it, it shouldn't be this way. Would you rather go through, you got to go, say you got to play three series. Would you rather go through the Grizzlies, the Kings, and the Nuggets, or the Clippers, the Mavs, and the Warriors? You're saying overwhelmingly people would pick the Nuggets, the Kings, and the Grizzlies. I think so. Overwhelmingly. Do you just, do you disagree? No, I don't disagree. That's the crazy thing about it. That's why I brought it up. I mean, there is championship pedigree with uh, Kawhi and the Clippers and um, with even even with Kyrie. Kyrie's won a championship and Luka's been to the conference finals. All of those teams have that. The Grizzlies don't really have it and the Kings don't really have it and the Nuggets don't really have it. So, you know, it's 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 just so odd because it's not what it should be. It right. should be you, you it should be that you value one, two and three more than you value five, six and seven, but here we don't. Yeah, no, we don't. And and, and that's why things that's why this weekend was such a mixed bag for the Suns. I mean I mean, first of all, the Kings keep winning, the Grizzlies keep winning. Let's let's officially put to bed any thought of catching either one of those teams for two or three. You're done. not. That's done. You're 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 five back in the loss column, six back in the loss column from those two teams, you will not be catching either one of them. And I'm only using loss column because that's speaking Gambo's language here. He loves talking about the loss column. Love the loss column. Um, there are six games back in the loss column from the Kings and the Grizzlies. They're not catching either one of those teams. Um, so we don't worry about that. What we, what we worry, what we wonder is, are they going to hold on to fourth or are they going to fall to fifth? Do they go all the way down to sixth, and is it desirable to go down to sixth? Because then you can let – well, that's the thing, though. Right now, you you go down to sixth, 
Who's your 4-5 matchup? Is it the Clippers and the Mavericks? Do, is it the Warriors? Do they rise up? The way it is right now, Clippers are 5, Mavericks are 6, Golden State 7. Golden State might end up playing the Sacramento Kings in the first round, potentially. I mean, it, it's all so jumbled and it's all so tight. Projecting how it's going to finish is really damn hard right now. I mean, 6 would give you a matchup... Against the Grizzlies right Grizzlies now. It'd be the right Grizzlies now. right now. And then I mean, you would play the winner of the Kings and right now the Warriors if you got past the Memphis. If you fell to six, that's how things would look right now. Right. And if you're four or five and you win, then you would play the winner of Denver and Denver is it the Thunder? Is it the T Wolves? Is it the Lakers? I mean, who knows yeah. at this point who wins the eighth seed? Look, I think th- I think what I would root for is I don't. I'm not afraid of anybody, but I would root for the whatever the easiest first round matchup is, so that way there's more time for everybody to get used to playing with Kevin Durant. I like that. No, I think you're. I think you're spot on. That's with that. what I would want. What, what, I don't care about the second round, third round. By that time, I've got another five or six games under my belt. What's the what's the, what's the most favorable matchup for the Suns in the first round? In my opinion, um, I mean, I don't know. I I, I would say Memphis. I, I'm not a big huge believer in them. Maybe when they get Jaw back, I I, I think they've been. Slightly overvalued this year, um, but that's just me. I, th- I think that would be the one. I'd rather team play I would them play the Cl- I'd rather play them than the Clippers or the Warriors. Total. Oh, it's not even close. That's not even close. I- I'd almost rather play them than the Mavs, to be honest with you. Um, just because the the Mavs that that's just such a weird, uncomfortable matchup for the Suns. E- even when Kevin Durant was healthy, we saw that game a couple of weeks back before he got hurt, and it was that was a grind of a game, no doubt. And, and so tonight, if you're looking at all of this and you're trying to figure out, okay, what am I rooting for tonight? I mean, I tell you, there are three games on the slate. One of which is just underway right now. The Warriors are beating the Rockets. That game is in Houston. The Warriors are now seven and twenty nine on the road this year. Where? That game is in Houston. Are the Warriors are winning? <laughs> it's only in the first quarter. Relax. <laughs> Relax there, my friend. It's early. Very early in that game. Um, the Mavericks and the Grizzlies are tied at 19. Now, there was news about the Grizzlies today in which Grizzlies coach Taylor Jenkins said that they are hopeful that John Morant will play Wednesday against the Rockets. He had a good first day back today so far. That included addressing his teammates and coaches. So we'll see what sort of a lift they get back from Jaw when he comes back with that team, maybe as soon as Wednesday, potentially. Yeah, um, they've done a really good job without him. So uh, he did address... John Moran did his teammates and coaches uh, today. So he did address today his teammates and his coaches. They didn't have a morning shoot around, so it was part of like a like a play group, <laughs> um, you know. Uh, so he did a, you know get to talk to everybody and. Um, he did. Uh, Taylor Jenkins said that he's just trying to get as much full court action as possible. That was his main goal. You mentioned it. They hope that he can come back Wednesday. And uh, but again, like they've done a they've done a surprisingly good job. They won two games over the weekend, which, from, for all intent and purposes, solidified 
their spot ahead of the Suns. They're not, the Suns are just not going to be able to catch Memphis. The Suns lost the game, and Memphis was able to win two games, including a huge comeback in one of them. Yeah, potentially tiebreakers will come into play. Don't look now, but the last game of the regular season is against the L.A. Clippers for the Suns. We've got the Burns and Gambo Show podcast. For all I know, you're listening to the podcast right now. Subscribe on your iPhone or your Android, and you will not miss any of our show. We'll digitally deliver it to you every single day. The Burns and Gambo Show brought to you by Carol Royce. You your home sold guaranteed realty. Go to carolhasthebuyers.com. That is carolhasthebuyers.com and start packing. They haven't been active or aggressive in free agency so far. Why or why not? Next, Burns and Gambo. Burns and Gambo, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. All right, Gambo, you asked for it. We found it. Um, This is, we were talking about DeAndre Hopkins quite a bit today. Some of the moves that happened over the weekend with Brandon Cooks getting traded to the Dallas Cowboys for a fifth rounder this year and a future sixth. We talked about Adam Thielen signing with the Carolina Panthers. We talked about Juju Smith-Schuster going to the New England Patriots. Heck, we even talked about um, DeAndre Hopkins following Mac Jones now on Instagram and whether that's some sort of an indicator that the Patriots might be the home for DeAndre Hopkins. You add it all up, and it would appear that the market for DeAndre Hopkins has not been as robust as anybody thought. The Cooks deal especially. He he rearranged his salary, so it's only cost in Dallas $12 million this year. They only gave up a fifth and a sixth. It seems like a far less price tag than what the Cardinals have been asking or would have been asking for DeAndre Hopkins. We don't know for sure what they're asking. We're just basing that off of the speculation. So this is Michael Lombardi, former front office GM in the NFL. He was on his GM Shuffle podcast today, and he was talking about DeAndre Hopkins. Here's what he said. There's things that you got to deal with. He wants a new contract. Mm-hmm. You know, so you want to pay him more money? You know, he's never really open, but he catches everything that's thrown to him. How? What, what kind of teammate is he? How does the locker room adapt? All those things, to me, make it very difficult for Monty to trade him. And Monty could trade him, but that's step A. Step B is, how do you deal with the contract? I mean, why do you think Ramsey went for a third? Because he wanted that money. He wanted the money, and and as soon as he wanted the money, everybody dropped out. Like, there were plenty of teams that would have paid to keep Ramsey on his current deal more than a, more than a three. But remember, when you're trading, it's the player and the contract. They come together. And if the player wants more money, you say, well, he's got no choice but to come. Well, now all of a sudden you're taking their problem and you're inheriting their yeah. problem. Why would you take on problems you don't want? Hmm, interesting. He frames it almost as if it's more of a hop money problem than it is the Cardinals asking for a certain kind of well, draft pick problem. No, it could be because that's that's big time. Two years left on his contract, base salary of nineteen point five million this year, fourteen point nine million next year. It's a lot of money. And you know, the Patriots will have to move a lot of money around to try to get that to work. They right now they've got eight point nine million in cap space. So I mean, there's a lot of moving parts. It's not just, hey, we just traded for DeAndre Hopkins. You just fit him in. No, there's other things that have to manage to get. You got to free up twelve million dollars, you know, and that, and then you still would have to free up more because you got to have money accounted for your rookie pool, your draft picks, and things like that. I mean, right now they're eight point nine million in cap space. That would be okay if they were going into the into the draft, maybe, but and they still need a little bit more. 
But at this point, adding a guy at 19.5 for a draft pick and not giving anything back in salary, it's it could be a deal breaker for the Patriots. Yeah, it could be. It, all of this is, I mean, we're, we're in free agency a week now. It started a week ago today, and I long thought that DeAndre Hopkins would have been an ex-Arizona Cardinal by now. And he, he's not still here, and is it, you know, the Cardinals, are they asking for draft picks that they're no longer going to get for DeAndre Hopkins? Are teams hesitant because of the contract? Contract? Is it some mixture of those two? It's probably closer to some mixture of those two. The question, that, and I, I, I'm, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know the answer to this question. I, I don't know. Is if the Cardinals are only getting less than what they anticipated for Hop, do they take less or do they keep him and try to figure out a way to make What's- it work by restructuring the deal? Uh, what's the priority? Is the priority just to get off that money? Because then you would take less. You don't care. You just want to get off the money. Or is your priority like we got to maximize the value for him because he's a great player? Then you know you might say, okay, let's let's hold on to him and go with it a trade deadline. And you know there might be a point where you'd be like, okay, it's not worth getting rid of him. Um, but if you're not going to win, I don't. I really don't know. I mean, would they would they take a third or fourth or fifth? I mean, he says Lombardi says there's not a lot of action out there for him. I mean, he's got a quote. He goes, I think his market is really soft. Yeah. I don't think anybody wants to get into the Hopkins business and then have to redo his contract. So he goes into detail about about it and saying there's the, the market's just not there for DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, look, you're seeing it. I mean, how many guys have been traded overall in the NFL in the last week to 10 days? Oh, been a lot of trades. Yeah, and, and really the, the two wide receivers that we haven't seen anything with so far have been OBJ and DeAndre Hopkins. Now, OBJ, there's a belief that, that he's asking for too much money to the point where he even tweeted something out over the weekend like, like, hey, you know, I'm not asking for everything, but I think we can do better than $4 million, right? And so he might not be finding the market that he's looking for. And, and OBJ was long thought to be going to the Dallas Cowboys. They got Brandon Cooks. DeAndre Hopkins, long rumored to be going to the Dallas Cowboys. They took Brandon Cooks. I mean, it's, it's almost like everybody went to their plan B. Whatever their plan B was at the wide receiver position, it would seem like those teams have already gone. DJ Moore? Plan B. DJ Moore, Chicago Bears now, right? right. So, it's... it's I, I, to answer your question, I don't know the answer to this. I suspect... That even if it means taking less than what they thought they were going to get for him, the Cardinals will move off of DeAndre Hopkins because he just does not fit in with what we think they're going to do next year, with what they think they're going to do next year. And I think that's partially explained by how inactive they've been in free agency. I, I, I just don't think... And nobody said anything over there, so it's really hard to know what's truly behind their intentions. But if we're just trying to read the room here, if I'm reading the room, I'm looking at a team that knows they're not going to be very competitive next year and is not going to foolishly spend money against the cap to go to try when it doesn't matter because they're not going to be that good next year. Still got to fill out a rod. You still have so and, many needs. And they will. They will eventually. Of I mean, course they raise ticket ha- prices on people. Yeah, of like course they ra- they're going to raise ticket prices. Yeah, they, they're going to have to f- sign some guys to fill their team. I'm not denying that. But big ticket guys, big money guys, they're not doing that. They're not going to do that this year. No, and I don't expect them to either. Right? I don't expect them to sign big money guys. But they, man, you need offensive line. And it, listen, I, here's where I, the one thing I would kind of disagree. If you could sign like a younger player to a three or four year deal that you really like, you got to start somewhere bringing in players that are going to be part of the next good Cardinal football team. You know, you, you don't have to wait till next year to do it. You don't have to wait till the draft. You could, you know, the draft. You could start doing it now in free agency. Hey, there's a 25 year old guy that's a free agent. We really like him. Let's go sign him. I mean, how old is how old is Byron Murphy? 
Byron Murphy's twenty five. Okay, well, I, I like that. Like you know, well, he got a one go year get deal. A, basically, he got a one year deal. Okay, he got a uh, Zach deal. Allen. How old Zach okay, Allen? Zach Allen's a different story. Zach Allen got paid, man. He got a lot of money. He got a for a, for a player who's never been to a Pro Bowl who who he had, who has a lot of people were surprised by how much money Zach Allen got. I don't know if that's just a Cardinals thing. I think a lot of people around the NFL were surprised by that. Yeah, there's just a there's a lot. I mean, the Falcons have signed players to five year deals, four year deals. Jesse Bates got four years. Chris Lindstrom got five years. That's a lot of money. But I'm sure that if we went down the list of teams and we even found the teams that aren't very competitive, you know, we would see that there's 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 plenty of signings signings of guys for three and four year deals that they kind of feel will be a part of their future down the road. I'm I'm not against the Cardinals signing a younger player to a three or four year deal if they think that player is really good. Oh, I'm not against it either, and I'm not saying. They shouldn't do it. I, I, I just those players. I would imagine tend to cost more money than they're willing to spend right now because they know the short term future is so bleak. I, I, I think the short term future for the Cardinals is maybe even worse than we thought it was going to be in terms it's, of it, their I ability to compete. You know. I mean, I don't think. It, I mean, how bad could it be? I think we expect that it's going to be a top five pick again next year. Yeah. Yeah, we do. That's what I think we expect well, no, it's we, be. We talked about this like a week ago. It, not only could it be a top five pick next year, we even started to wonder if this Cardinals rebuild is longer than a year. If it's more like a two-year rebuild because the right. roster was just so devoid of talent because of how poorly they've drafted and the, the choices and decisions they've made financially. And if it's a two-year, so let's say you sign that player on a three-year deal, the first two of it, you're going to be basically paying a guy for nothing to be a part of a team that's not going to be very good, potentially. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I do understand. You might have to, like, if you sign a, if you sign a player to a four-year deal and you take it on a chin for the first year or two, but... Um, if that if you feel like that's you know that player's hard hard to get and I might not be able to get a player like that next year then why wouldn't you go sign a guy you've got to spend the, you, you've got twenty million dollars plus in cap space you need you have needs on the offensive line the defensive line cornerback like you do you could go the route I mean maybe they do go the route we're just going to sign a bunch of one year guys and get through this season and try to build through the draft and then save some of our free agency money for next year you you could go ahead and do that but if I would just say if you do identify some young players that you're really like that a free agents there's nothing wrong with signing on those guys to long-term deal and i don't disagree with that I, I think what you just said just now was very right i suspect it's going to be a bunch of guys on one-year contracts i expect they're just waiting for the price to come down on those guys if they identify somebody they should give a longer-term deal to they should right um i, I don't disagree with that at all i just i think you're going to see a flurry at some point in the coming weeks of guys on one-year contracts to fill out a roster i, I think that's where this thing is headed from the fan duel text line <laughs> Tyler in Mesa. The Cardinals need to find some guys like Bismack Biombo. Cheap, fan favorite, impactful on and off the field, whether it be in the community or in the game. You can text us whenever you want on the FanDuel text line at 620-620 here on the Burns and Gambo Show. When we come back, are we closer to a return of Kevin Durant than we think? We'll talk about that next. Burns and Gambo. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Burns and Gambo, what's on tonight? All right, games we're going to watch tonight with no local teams in action this evening, no Coyotes hockey. See, they won again over the weekend at home. I know. (laughs) I know. What is that, an eight-game point streak now for the Arizona Coyotes? With most of that coming at home? Probably closer to the playoffs than they are to to, to, uh, 
tanking for Bedard. It's it's been I, this is just not part of the plan, right? Their point streak is at eight games. Uh, they got a three goal third period. Clayton Keller scored again. Uh, Prosvitov was the goaltender. He was terrific. Thirty two saves. The Blackhawks aren't very good, but but still the the Coyotes. That is a real home ice advantage they've carved out for themselves at Mullet Arena. They've won four straight all at home. They're twenty wins, eleven losses at Mullet Arena. Very very impressive. Uh, they're not in action tonight. Suns aren't in action until Wednesday when they take on the LA Lakers. We do have uh, World Baseball Classic action right now as Mexico is playing Japan. The winner of this one will play the U.S. tomorrow in the World Baseball Classic final. And I believe Mexico is up three nothing right now. Right, three nothing. Is that game in the third? Mitch, oh, could have a Mexico versus USA final. Yeah, that was a that was a it was in the fifth. It's already in the fifth. My goodness, this game is flying. Um, that was a whooping when those two teams met. Uh, Mexico was just all over Team USA. Uh, good to see Paul Goldschmidt coming through big time for the United States. I watched a lot of that game yesterday. He played great, and yeah, they played with a. There's a lot of fun. It's fun to watch. Now, now we keep our eye on the D-backs because uh, you know, Carson Kelly getting evaluated after an injury today. It was today, right? Yeah, Carson it, Kelly. It, it was Nick Picoro of Easy Central tweeted out that Carson Kelly was hit by a pitch on the right forearm. He said he was still in a considerable amount of pain and that his level of concern was not minimal. He won't know the extent of the injury until he undergoes imaging. So there's that. And then there was an injury over the weekend to Gabriel Moreno, who got hit on the hand by a pitch, but they don't think it's serious. Early indications is that it's not a serious injury. He was hit by a 95-mile-per-hour fastball. As of late Saturday afternoon, he did not undergo x-rays, so they must not have felt like it was necessary for him to do that. So Okay, good. Yeah, so that the, 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 the catching position potentially taking a little bit of a hit for the Arizona Diamondbacks, so we'll see what happens with Carson Kelly. I'm sure we'll get news about that. So yeah, tonight it's World Baseball Classic. It's NBA games that impact the Phoenix Suns, if that's your thing, if that's your jam you want to watch that, or if you just want to take a night off of watching sports. Because yesterday, I don't know about you, Gambo, yesterday, I, I my brain rotted from how much sports I watched. From like yeah. 10 o'clock in the morning so what time did Gonzaga TCU end? It was like nine thirty, I think. Like nine nine thirty. That was the last game. That's all. Yeah, so I when just you're sick, that's all like you do 12 is twelve hours, right? When you're sick, all you do is watch. So my kid had a baseball tournament. It was Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So I didn't go to any of the games. I was sick, so I just stayed home. Chelsea was at the games, and so uh, so I I stayed home. And then yesterday she went and she's fostering like these two puppy dogs right now until you know somebody adopts them. So you got these two little freaking awesome dogs in our house right now, puppies um, that were, that she's fostering um, until uh, until they, they can, you know, the the, um, the rescue can find them a home. So she went and got these two dogs yesterday. But so I'm just I'm just sitting on a couch watching. I can't do anything. Right, I'm sick. I can't go anywhere. I can't do anything. So she made me a minestrone soup yesterday. So I just had soup for dinner. And uh, so yeah, no, I literally watch every. I watch like every game. Like I watched every single game. Yeah. I just what am I going to do? I just sat there and watched. And then in between games, I'd watch an episode of House Hunters International. Like, you know, that's, <laughs> well, that's what I would do. That's the thing. During the, there was there was no in between games yesterday. I mean, it was just no, one I, after I, another I, after another. And then there yeah. was the side. And it was all. 
all great, but by the end of it, I mean, I, I could just feel my brain rotting from having sat there and just watched TV for 13 hours. Like I, and, 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 by, and by the way, at the end, I, I, I didn't have anything on this. That was a really bad beat at the end of that Gonzaga TCU game when that TCU guy hit that half court shot to end the yeah. game. Oh yeah, the three. He hit the three. He hit the three to right make it a two end. point game. Oh yeah. I didn't even think he was going to shoot it. That, I didn't think he was going to pick it up and shoot it. That, they let the ball roll, 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 and he picks it up and he shoots it. That shot changed a lot of people's outcome on that game. That was oh. a deeply impactful moment in that game that had nothing to do with who advanced in March of Madness, yeah. but had a You're lot to do with people who won or lost when gambling on that game. Yeah, the bad, game it, bad had no outcome, it, it had no effect on the outcome of the game, but he shot it anyway. Yep. And it wasn't defended. Nobody defended him. No. Nope. Nobody defended him. Bad. I mean, so you know, down by five, right? So he just was sick. <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. why I don't. That's why I don't gamble. That story last week about some guy about one hundred and fifty thousand on Arizona to win twelve thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Like, I don't, how do you go home? Like, if, you, if you're a guy, how do you go home to your wife, and, honey? Well, I can only hope that if you're betting one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, you have one hundred and fifty thousand dollars to lose. I, just, I mean, who well, has like, one hundred and fifty thousand? Does anybody have one hundred and fifty thousand to lose? I. I, I I know a couple of people who could lose one hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and and they'd be bummed by it. But they they yeah, got I mean, it. Who wouldn't be bummed by one hundred and fifty oh, grand? Of course, you're going to be bummed by it. But I mean, like you're only. I hope you're only betting that much if you can afford to lose that much. I hope. I mean, that's just to win twelve thousand. Okay, but to, to, to win, win twelve thousand. That's the thing. Is you're thinking well, I mean, as you're a, really going to whisper one hundred and fifty thousand of your yeah. money to win twelve grand? You're thinking as a gambler, it's it's the easiest twelve thousand dollars I'm going to make. I'm going to bet one hundred and fifty thousand on U of A. Of course, they'll win. In, and when they do, I'll just pick up an extra $12,000. And it never even occurs to you that U of A might lose to Princeton. But, oh, did they lose. All right. Um, anyway, so that's what's on tonight. Uh, this is Shim Sharania. Earlier today on FanDuel TV. Optimism that Kevin Durant could be back before the end of the month. Yeah, Kevin Durant's doing more and more on the court. I would expect more evaluations later this week. I think there will be potentially an update later this week and early next week when they reevaluate him and and see exactly how much progress he's made. But uh, definitely there's optimism within the Suns that they're going to be cautious, uh, but they are hopeful that he's going to be back in lineup before the end of March, potentially early April. Uh, The goal was always here, you know, two to three weeks uh, in that range, but they're going to be cautious. They know the best time for him is playoff time. So get, making sure that he's 100% not rushing him back, I think that'll be a priority as well. He had mentioned at some point during that conversation 10 days, and if it truly is 10 days from now, today is March 20th, that would be March 30th. That would get him back with six games left in the regular season, if it's 10 days. Um, that would be two games against Denver, one against Oklahoma City, one against the Spurs, and then one each against the L.A. teams, one against the Lakers, one against the Clippers. There's a back-to-back in there, so we probably wouldn't play on one end of the back-to-back. If it's 10 days from now, you would hope that's enough time for them to start figuring stuff out for the run in the playoffs. You would hope. It's going to have to be. Like... It's going to have to be. I mean, it's it's a a rush course. You ever take a rush course in college, Bernsey? Uh, no, rush? I never have. No, nope. okay, never did. Never did. I mean, I'm sure there's some rush courses or something. You know, somebody's moving to a different country and they've got to rush a course in a language to try to understand a language in three months. Or and there's got to be something like. Oh, that, sure, this I'm is what it is. With it, I just never did it. But yeah, no, I know what you're talking about. I, you you got to take yeah. a class in like three weeks. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I mean. 
it is what it is. Like, I think it's more about the Suns players trying to adapt to Kevin Durant than it is Durant having to adapt to them. they got to figure out how to play with them. They get three games, four games, five games. That's why a first-round, a favorable first-round matchup would be really beneficial instead of a matchup against a team that's going to, you know, fight you tooth and nail and make it hard. But I just don't know if that exists. I mean, I don't, you know, the teams at the bottom are, are tough, and the teams at the top, we don't, the top we don't give enough credit to, but be careful what you wish we ask for because, you know, those teams have been pretty good. I mean, Sacramento's been good all year long. They've really never slid. No, they Memphis haven't. Memphis is getting job back, and yep. they played really well without them. Yep. So, you be, again, be careful what you wish for. Those teams have been good teams. Yeah, and look, we're all excited to see him back. He still hasn't played a game on on the footprint center arena floor, which is just crazy to think about it. But but it's it'll be it'll just going to completely change the equation when he gets back. Change it enough that the Suns are going to be a favorite to win it. Now that I have absolutely no idea, but I'll take my chances. I'll take my chances with the Suns and Kevin Durant and see how far they can go, but this might also be one of those deals like it was with Kurt Schilling 20 years ago where it might not happen in year one. It might have to wait till year two for you to win a championship. It's going to do it for us. We're out of here. We'll see you tomorrow straight up 2 o'clock right here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Have a great night, everyone. You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go. Go.